The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazarowski. Governor Kathy Hochul is deploying 150 additional National Guardsmen to help in managing the ongoing migrant crisis. With the extra help, the total number of personnel will be over 2,000, including 250 assigned to specifically help asylum seekers with their paperwork and cases. Hochul said all migrants should be eligible for work. That's what I'm most excited about. And we have over 400,000 open jobs right now. Everything from farms to construction to restaurants, to hotels, nursing homes and hospitals. My gosh, they could use workers right now. Critics say expedited work permits for migrants will only entice more asylum seekers to come to New York City. It's day 12 of the United Auto Workers Union strike against the big three U.S. car manufacturers. President Biden planning to join striking workers on the picket line in Michigan today. Ike Jauci has more. On Friday, Union President Sean Fain announcing their strike expanded to dozens of more GM and Chrysler Stellantis factories across 20 states. 13% of the union's 146,000 members are now on the picket lines. Ford, however, has been spared. Fain saying Ford is showing that they're serious about reaching a deal. In a statement, Ford saying there's still significant gaps to close on key economic issues. While the president is in Michigan today, former President Trump will be with the striking union members tomorrow. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, There's also a tentative deal between the studio streamers and writers that could end that five-month WGA strike soon. Everyone keeping mum about the terms, but it reportedly includes increased royalties, mandatory staffing for writing rooms, and control of the use of AI in scripts. Two crucial votes still need to happen by the board and members. Zion Dorns, a WGA member and Chicago strike captain. I expect, again, given the goodwill that this negotiating committee has, given the trust we have in them, I think you'll see this wrap up in about a week to 10 days in the sense that, you know, that this deal will be approved pretty quickly and uh, and will probably be able to get back to work um, within about 10 days. It would allow programs like late night comedy shows to resume production. Susan, you know I've been lost without uh, those. The Actors Union remains on strike, though, so a lot of shows that haven't been filming won't necessarily start when that 10 days is up. Right. It could be a long time. And we'll be talking more about this with Tim Clark, Executive Director of the Buffalo Niagara Film Commission, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. Buffalo's Marine Drive Apartments on the waterfront will take a step closer to getting at facelift today. WBEN's Brayton Wilson has more. The Buffalo Planning Board discussed the subdivision application from the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority surrounding the Marine Drive apartments, which includes the permitting approval process and waterfront consistency review. Meanwhile, the Buffalo Common Council also has a planned unified development to vote on, which is a zoning law that will ensure the affordability of 616 units for that community and to ensure that no one is displaced. As the waterfront community grows, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, people aren't displaced for their economic status. And so we're really building socioeconomically diverse neighborhoods. And I'm just thrilled that the Common Council will be able to vote on that and something that's been very important to me, you know, as someone that represents Marine Drive residents. That's Fillmore District Councilman Mitch Nowakowski. While Canal Side is already a hotbed for residents and tourists alike, what will this project do to further enhance the Buffalo waterfront? Common Council President Darius Pridgen. Been to a lot of waterfronts across this country. And probably most of them, I know most of them, our 
are exclusive to the wealthy. And this is just another sign of Buffalo. And people who are living there now, from what I'm being told, will be able to stay there. Now, I'm sure there'll be some displacement during construction, but that's exciting. And Buffalo should be very, very proud of that. Tuesday's Buffalo Planning Board meeting is slated for 4 p.m. at Buffalo City Hall. We also reached out to the BMHA on the matter, but they were unavailable for comment. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Right, Brayton, thank you. You can uh, see a little bit more inside of our story over at WBEN.com. State police say one person was shot outside a fast food restaurant in Lockport last night. At about 7.40 last evening, troopers responded to the Wendy's on South Transit Road after receiving a call that a group of people were in a parking lot when a male drew a gun, shooting one person, then fleeing the scene. The victim was transported to ECMC with non-life-threatening injuries. Police are calling it an isolated incident. The top shooting under the international spotlight as what happens next is studied by law enforcement around the globe. WBEN's Tom Puckett here with more. In his presentation, Buffalo Strong, the role of the prosecutor after a racially motivated mass shooting, Erie County DA John Flynn explains to the investigation and prosecution of the gunman responsible for killing 10 people and injuring three others at the Jefferson Avenue tops last year. Anytime that, you know, a mass shooting occurs in, you know, in any, in any country uh, all around the world, uh, you know, they can have some some uh, some training points on on how to how to handle the crime scene, how, how to handle uh, you know w- you know what occurs when you have ten you know ten victims. Flynn also told the International Association of Prosecutors general meeting in London about the DA's office's role in helping the affected community. People in that community had nowhere to go, and you know my office along with the FBI and other agencies, we set up shop. Uh, in you know uh, on East Ferry there, where people could come in and go to the bank and pay their electric bill and get food, and so you know th- th- this was vital to the community in the months following the tragedy, and so I highlight that. Flynn has also made the presentation to other prosecutors in the U.S. You can hear the entire interview online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. WBEN News Time now 5:08 to Washington, the Senate goes back into session today to try and get a temporary spending bill to keep the federal government running past this Saturday night. Some House Republicans refused to support it. A government shutdown would affect some workers immediately. A visitor to the nation's capital from Texas. I think they should shut it down. I mean, our government is heavily in deficit. A government shutdown would mean people like Willie Joe Price, who's worked in the cafeteria at the Library of Congress for 42 years, wouldn't get paid nor get back pay. I'm trying not to cry. Because she's a federal contractor. It's a lot out here, just like me, living paycheck to paycheck. Price is concerned she'll fall behind on her bills and payments. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez facing new pressure to step down after being charged with bribery and selling state secrets to Egypt. Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, a fellow Democrat, now weighing in. And a third Democratic colleague in the Senate has now called on him to quit. But Menendez remains defiant. He and his wife are charged with taking bribes to help local businessmen fend off criminal investigations. Menendez has already been forced to give up his role as chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. He, his wife, and three others named in the indictment are due in court tomorrow. That's Andrew Dimbert.
reporting. Okay, something to watch for. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Clouds this morning becoming partly sunny this afternoon. Temperatures today will be up near 70 degrees. For tonight, partly to mostly cloudy skies. Overnight lows in the low 50s. A mix of sun and clouds on Wednesday. Highs near 70, near 70 again on Thursday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority Executive Director Gillian Brown is with us this morning on WBEN to talk about the final plans for the Marine Drive apartments that are going before the Buffalo Planning Board this afternoon. Gillian, thank you. Um, How optimistic are you for this, one of the few final hurdles for this project today? Oh, good morning, Susan, and and good morning, Brian. Uh, We're super optimistic about this entire project. Uh, This is certainly not uh, anything close to the final, final project. involvement with with city government or with various agencies but today we're going before the planning board uh, with a subdivision request and also a request for what's called a planned unit development Um, and this is just uh, another in the series of steps that we are taking to completely revitalize our our area of the waterfront and maintain it as housing for people of low and moderate income this new project, and uh, people can see some of the images, uh, renderings, drawings, whatever you want to call them, over at WBEN.com. Is it just going to be housing, or is it going to be something a bit more? This is going to be a, a really a total makeover of that entire area. Right now, there are two parcels, technically. Uh, the parking lot is one parcel, and then the development with the towers on it is another parcel. Um, we are asking in our subdivision request to divide those two parcels into four, um, which will help us down the line in terms of reviving the grid pattern, uh, make it a more walkable area with more conventional streets, and break up that super block uh, design strategy that was employed when it was built in the 50s. Um, we're also asking for a, the planned unit development designation so that we can consider the entire development as a whole, um, including some zoning waivers, which will allow for the uh, 12-story building, among other things, allow our parking structures, and um, basically to allow us to design uh, in a holistic way the entire development at the same time. This is a demolish and rebuild. How do you accomplish this without displacing residents? So that's one of the most exciting things about this project is, and by the way, to answer your earlier question, it's not just residential. There will be some commercial opportunities as well on the ground floor of these buildings. Um, What we're proposing and what what the plan calls for at this point is to build in phase one, to build about 300 units in multiple buildings on the parking lot footprint. Once those are built, then several of the towers can be vacated and people will only move once. So there is no temporary relocation during construction. People will move from their Marine Drive apartment into their new Marine Drive apartment, literally just yards away in one of the brand new buildings. When those first few towers are vacated, we will then demolish those. On that site that's cleared, we will then build the remaining housing, which will then house the people from the remaining towers. 
And then new housing in the final phase will be built on the land cleared when the second group of towers is demolished. When we're talking new housing, about how many new units are you expecting to be, um, not just in this area, and I know it's early and to talk about uh, another project, but when the Commodore Perry uh, project comes back online, when that is redeveloped, how many new units between the two, generally speaking, because I know, you know nothing's uh, totally set in stone yet, but how, generally how many are you expecting in that downtown area? Well, so... I mean, speaking to Marine Drive, what the mayor and my board have committed to all along is that there will be no fewer than the 616 units of affordable housing that are there now. This plan actually calls for replacement of the 616 with somewhere close to 730. That final number may change, uh, but we are hoping to at least be at 700. Uh, when when the entire project is done. Now, 616 is what we have down there now. So you're looking at a real commitment by this administration, um, and Mayor Brown has been vocal about this from the very beginning of this project. This is a real commitment on the part of the Housing Authority and our developer partners to make sure that the waterfront remains accessible to people of all income levels and not just the very wealthy who can afford to live right on the shore with the private docks and all that. This is a a way to make Canal Side and the whole waterfront more open to everybody. Now, if you go only a half mile down the street, you come to Perry, where we're doing another really transfigurative project Um, where we will be demolishing all of those buildings that you see from the side of the 190, the vacant and boarded 1940s construction um, Perry row houses, or or the the walk-ups, the three-story walk-ups. And after that first phase is done, we'll have hundreds of units at Perry as well. So we will really be, as a housing authority, Uh, stepping into the role that I've always wanted for us to be in, which is to provide housing to people who really need decent, safe, healthy housing to live in in the city, regardless of their income level. We also mentioned the Commodore Perry complex, uh, Gillian, and uh, I want to kind of lump all those in one here before we let you go. How important is it and how seriously do you take this, uh, you know, uh, responsibility that the BMHA has with these two properties in such a a very visible area of Buffalo, each of them, you know, kind of in their own way, one on the water, one right when you get off of the 190. It's uh, right smack dab there in downtown for so many visitors that are now, you know, the looks of them from the outside. It's not that great. To be able to do this quickly and in a way that will bring a better look to downtown, how big does that rank or how high does that rank on the importance factor when doing these projects? Well, it, look, these are, these are transformative development projects, and I, and I don't want to leave out the third very large project we're working on concurrently, which is... Uh, the demolition and reconfiguration and reconstruction at Schaefer Village up in northwest Buffalo, um, another community that is desperately in need of, of revitalization and uh, uh, an awful lot of work. But 
The attention right now is on Perry and Marine Drive, and these are enormous projects. This is priority number one for the Housing Authority, and I, it has been an enormous priority for the Brown administration as well, because these are so important and so visible, and they, comp they comprise so many units of affordable housing right downtown, right near each other. And, you know, Perry and Marine Drive are within a half mile of each other. And you've got so much other development and such an enormous commitment by the state of New York and the, the Hochul administration in terms of, of uh, funding requests and demolition money. Um, these, are, these are critically important to the Housing Authority, and I think they're critically important to the city of Buffalo as well. Gillian, thank you so much for the time. Really do appreciate it. Gillian Brown joining us at BMHA Executive Director. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.